Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I am your host, Jana Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. I wanted to pop in here really quick to invite you to my free class, Wanting It More 101. I am hosting them at two times coming up, one on January 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific and one on January 19th at 1 p.m. Pacific. These classes are a great starting point for wanting and enjoying sex more with your husband. I address why so many women are experiencing a low libido and really what to do about it. To register, you can go to janadentonhouse.com slash free class and choose the time that works best for you. There will be a recording. I know that not everyone can attend live, but if you can, I highly recommend it because the level of community that is formed just in the 90 minutes that we're together is quite incredible. And it's just so nice to know that you're not alone in what you're experiencing. I only run these classes three times a year. And so I highly recommend you join if you can. And if you have in the past, it is brand new content. So come along for the ride. I will be taking about 15 minutes during that class to talk about our upcoming round of Wanting It More, which starts on February 3rd. All right, well, now let's get into the episode with a couple who has done Wanting It More and is going to be sharing their journey over the last three years with the content. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm your host, Jana Denton-Howes, as always, and today, a special treat. Today, we're having our first couple come on to the podcast to have an honest conversation about their sex life. I mean, where do you get to hear about that? So I'm really excited. <laughs> We've just had a little preamble and uh, I just can't wait to get to know these amazing people a little bit more intimately than before. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's see what happens. So today we have uh, Mike and Kendall on and one of you, uh, well, one of you can be the spokesperson, uh, share a little bit about, I don't know, just who you are, a little bit of your life circumstances, just so people can get a feel for who you are and how you are as a couple. Yeah, um, we are in our mid thirties, almost being 35 this year. Oh dear, that's unfortunate. Um, I'm almost 40, so. I know, I know. Hello. <laughs> oh, I know, it's just uh, every year it's like, oh, oh no, what's happening? This needs to stop. Anyways. Um, <laughs> We have two kiddos. We have a, a little 15-month-old toddler and then a, a three-year-old boy. And so life is really busy. Um, I'm on mat leave right now with my daughter, which is just wonderful. I'm so thankful for extended mat leave. It's been a huge blessing to us this year. And Mike works in uh, sales. And uh, yeah. Yeah. We've been together for married for 11 years and we've been dating we started dating when we were 19 so that's a mm. while now for anyone who's good at math um, yeah so you were graduated high school yeah it was um it was our second year out of high school that we started dating yeah 
Okay. We, there's an elaborate backstory is, to everything. So feel okay. free to let us pry okay. into what you want to focus on. You know, we want to respect the podcast because yeah. do you get to hear a couple share about their sex life? Yeah. They may not want our whole backstory, but feel free to ask whatever questions you like. Yeah. Was it a quick engagement? So we, we've known each other fully, uh, not full story, but we've known each other fully since, uh, since we were 12. We technically met as babies. Our moms were best friends growing up. So yeah. not just best friends. They were maid and matron of honor at each other's yes. weddings. Besties from grade five on. So um, we have, we have quite a wild history and backstory. Mike's been my best friend since we were 12. Um, we might kind of clued in after a number round of rounds of hints from me that we should be a unit and uh and eventually we yeah started dating when we were 19 and then the rule that our parents had at the time is somebody had to have a real real world job and you can't we, see it on the podcast but i'm definitely doing air quotes for a real job yeah yeah somebody had to be making some income and we were both students at the time so mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then eventually our parents were like, just, just get married. (laughs) And so we were both still in school (laughs) when we got married, but, um, we, we got engaged, um, nine months before, yeah, nine months before we got married. So dated for three and a half years total before we got married. Oh, now I just want to talk about young marriage and what that's (laughs) like, because I got married young and, but Oh, I'm going to just, maybe you'll come back and we could talk about that. Another after. time. Yeah, another, another time. time. I have so many thoughts about young marriage and, you know, I'm not pro and I'm not against it. I just think there's yeah. some unique, you know, issues that can stem up with that. Definitely unique challenges coming. From yeah, yeah, but also yeah. some real like cool things like you grow up together. Totally. Like, yeah. And there's kind of neat, a neat feeling of being a team and figuring out the world together and that. Yeah, sort of for sure. So was what was your sex life like right off the bat what did was it what you were expecting how how did that go yeah we had waited until marriage to have sex both of us mm-hmm. and so it was we were both each other's first partner and um that yeah things were pretty good in the first year um i struggled a lot with um libido with um being on birth control, I ended up, I was on the pill prior to getting married and then um, found out kind of in that time frame that the pill had entirely shut down my natural system after years of being on just for really, really heavy periods. And so um, I was told you have to get off, like this just isn't an option for you anymore. And so, um, yeah, so I ended up on the IUD, but that whole situation just made like libido hard and, and all of that kind of stuff, like very little to no sex drive, very little testosterone in my body. And so, um, so that was hard. And it was very much like, I remember in that first year of marriage, I had a journal and I track all sorts of stuff. And like, one of the things I tracked was like, I want to make sure we're having sex twice a week. And so I'd like track it and journal it. And I was like, I have to break it. (laughs) I must find it. But it was like, this is like, this is my duty as a wife. Like, this is what I, this is what I need to do. Even if I'm not feeling like it, this is how I can serve my husband Mm -hmm. was really that perspective in that first year for me. And then after that year, it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of, oh, go ahead. If you had a question. Oh no, I want to hear your 
thoughts? Yeah, about? there were there were uh, like you mentioned, getting married young was an interesting choice, and you're not necessarily for or against it. Knowing what I know now, eleven years later, we've learned a lot about communication mm-hmm. and, and uh, managing expectations and how to be a team, and even just a little bit more about life in general. And so, you know, being quite naive, obviously, that being a new part of our relationship, that was very exciting. But there were a lot of I think unmet expectations on my part, mm-hmm. just based on not knowing any better, um, you know, whether that's just, you know, media input or just the world around me or just my misconceptions, having not really talked about sex a lot growing up. Um, you know, we grew up in church environments that um, sometimes are notoriously bad at trying to pretend that that doesn't exist, even though, you know, in my personal faith, I believe that God created people and therefore must have also created their physical selves. Okay. And so it's interesting to, you know, r- regardless of your beliefs, obviously the human body was, you know, designed to enjoy that a lot. And so it was just very interesting to come from a cultural context of it being very theoretical and not necessarily positive and then mm-hmm. moving to a very fun and exciting like wow this is awesome but everything's great stage but uh there was a lot of no idea what we're doing and uh, the more i look back on it the more i chuckle about just um how new that was uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know for me ultimately it was pretty enjoyable yeah. Um, it's just that it became a topic we started to fight about relatively early on. I yeah, think. I would say kind of after that first year. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of baggage, too, I think, on my side from, you know, purity culture and some of that kind of stuff. And the like mentality where it's like, oh, sex is like dangerous and like. Like you got to really, really stay away from it. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, and now it's great. And it's supposed to be a part of a healthy relationship. So go and enjoy. And it's like, there's no transition. There's no, and we like, we, we still both have a really strong faith and, mm-hmm. um, you know, agree with a lot of the ways we were brought up, but there's a quite a journey going on in my head of like, how do we educate our kids in a very healthy, positive way about sex? And, you know, some of the stuff I've learned along the way about embracing my body and being comfortable with my body and just, um, you know, d- talk about sex and like stuff like that. Like we had very little, little to no conversation about sex prior to getting married, which was not healthy. And so we had no communication strategy around it. And so there's a lot of baggage on my part of like, yeah, struggling with that. And we fought about our boundaries and physical relationship a lot prior to marriage too. And so there's baggage from that of like it being communication around our physical relationship being very negative um just because it was all fighting basically mm-hmm. and so um yeah so i carried a lot of baggage and i think after kind of that first shiny new year of like sex is new it's exciting it's a thing to being like sometimes i don't feel like it and i don't want to and we're in real life now and <laughs> what? things aren't roses and daisies anymore and i don't want to and yes but you have to do it two times a week <laughs> well, you know where you got that I don't I'm think so the curious. girl made it past the first move. Yeah. Yeah. Like, where is the two times a week come from? Because when I do surveys, anonymous surveys, all women yeah. say I want it two times a week. Yeah. I think I think that was did in they? our <laughs> I think in our What did you say? Oh, I said do they? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I think in our premarital counseling, I think like one of the things was like, what are your expectations around sex? And like that came up as like a number for Mike. And I was like, all right, that's the number, I guess. And that's what we do. 
Cool. You know, I maybe vaguely based that off of like in my mind, I was like, oh, like sex equals dates for me, obviously, right? And so I love to do two dates a week, and that sounds awesome. And uh, she's super attractive, and I think she's the best, so that'd be great. Um, you know, maybe I know a little bit more now than I did then. Um, I'm still not opposed <laughs> to. Uh, just yeah, because people are always thinking they want to know what's real well it's real yeah yeah absolutely okay so there's what were your do you remember what your fights how they went what was the pattern that went down oh deep recollections um it's interesting to look through the fog of 10 years of marriage and like pick out the the conflicts uh, because I think in some ways there's a lot of elements that have been diminished and in some ways there's a lot of elements that uh, we're still working on today. Oh, for sure. Having obviously taken a course on it relatively recently and things like that. Um, for me, I couldn't fathom as a young man, like her not understanding that I desired to be with her um, and thought she was the best and thought that she was super hot and still is super hot in my opinion. And uh, even, even today, it like doesn't quite compute uh in my like maybe it's my caveman dude brain but it's just like i think she's super attractive and i couldn't imagine a world where she doesn't also think that and so it was it was struggling to understand some of the learning to be sensitive to how she felt about herself or just understanding the fact that like sex drives are different for different people and mm -hmm. just because i'm excited about something doesn't mean she's excited about something so Oftentimes early on, if I'm recalling correctly, it was a lot of like, hey, I would love to have sex with you. Like, wh when can we do that? And it was a lot of just like pestering her about it, mm -hmm. which quickly, I think, uh, knowing what I know now became pretty negative yeah. and pretty damaging because there was just so much pressure and it built up with me feeling super rejected, mm -hmm. um, just like really not wanted or not desired. The fact that my wife that I love doesn't want to be physically intimate with me was, was devastating at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it like that second year I started um, teaching full time. And so that's an exhausting year of life. Um, so I was perpetually exhausted. I was barely home. Um, you know, that was a huge source of conflict for us. Yeah. And it's, there wasn't a lot of peace in our marriage because we were, you know, in the trenches of new job for me, trying to figure things out. Um, I, I was, I had very, very poor communication skills at the time, um, and wasn't communicating. And so things just weren't peaceful and, and everything's connected in my brain. And so if things aren't peaceful, like no why would we have sex things aren't good why would we have sex this is an expression of like good in our marriage and our marriage is not good yeah. um, it's so yeah. fascinating that we can approach sex in such different ways absolutely yeah. like mike for you it may be well yeah things aren't peaceful so let's make it peaceful with sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> that makes sense. we've been i i i don't know if we've ever honestly made like the the myth of like angry sex ever work out no. life that's not a thing or makeup sex that's never or been makeup a thing sex. i thought that was going to be great too i yeah. thought what a perfect solution to being upset with each other no. Yeah, no. have an orgasm make everything better everything will be better yeah, i mean i felt like it would have but... <laughs> yeah and so yeah. it was it was mike you know perpetually asking me being exhausted not wanting to um and 
-hmm. and then rejecting him. And then he'd get angry and hurt. And it was just the cycle of, and then I'd be fearful that he'd get angry at me if I rejected him. And so then I would acquiesce, but I wasn't really involved. And then that would upset him. Yeah, and spoiler alert, like you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> when will this be but over? That, How many that more feels seconds? worse, right? I'm like, well, no one's having a great time now. This isn't what I wanted. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Have <laughs> sex with me, but please just want it as much as I do right now. Or yeah. like a little bit more, maybe. Just yeah. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, I think I so. There, though, See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> Good totally job. I think so many people can relate to this. It's just so, yeah. it's just a story we hear over and over what? again. Such, and yeah, I had went through the same thing as well. And you just feel like you're living in two different worlds and it doesn't make Completely. sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then you did wanting it more. How long ago is this? Do you remember? That was fall 2020. All 2020. Yeah, the before times. <laughs> yeah, I just had our son the year prior, and I breastfed him for a full year, and so I was blaming a lot of it on that. I mean, we we continued to have struggles in our sex life up until we had our son, which Mike was somewhat disappointed that we got pregnant the first month trying. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, finally. <laughs> She was like, for the first time in long memory, and I'll be honest, again, this is what we're about. For the first time in long memory, Kendall was excited about sex. And like, she was initiating and she was like making sure it happened because, uh, I mean, for her, it was like, it's time to make a baby time. And I was like, this is great news. Let's try that for a while. But apparently we're pretty good at it. So <laughs> that was a bit. And it, yeah, and in that first pregnancy, <laughs> I, I I have to take that back. That wasn't a letdown at all. And I know that there's people that struggle with that. Yeah. And I want to be sensitive in our story. We have been very blessed to be mm -hmm. able to have children and to have children easily, Yeah. which was, and I know is not the case for many people, as this is another topic that you learn about as you get older and people begin to be able sure. to speak about that yeah so you know for your listeners i don't want to be flippant with that no, i'm no, just trying true. to be a little bit yeah thanks Good Mike. That, I, I really appreciate that yeah yeah um in my first pregnancy i like first trimester i was like don't touch me like don't even come close to me i don't nothing no um and then there's this like you know the wonderful second trimester where Pregnant women want sex all the time. Didn't hit. Nope. I kept being like, the second trimester, babe. It's going to be great. Yeah, and the fact that you, you shouldn't even have told me that was a thing. I wouldn't have looked it up. I wouldn't have <laughs> thought to hope for that. I just thought like, well, I guess this is my life now. You know, well, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> but sex became super painful for me in pregnancy. And so that became an issue. But I didn't tell Mike again no communication around sex in our marriage. Yeah, but I mean, let's just pause here a second. I'm guessing there's there's a reason. There's a reason greater than poor communication that you didn't tell him. You know, like what societal messages mm -hmm. have you been told as a woman to well, kind of bear and endure it, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and And I didn't want him upset and I didn't want him to think it was an excuse um and so it was like i'll just find something that's not quite as bad and i'll just hang on and it'll be fine and that that was incredibly damaging to mike when he found out too 
Yeah, just brutal, to be honest. Yeah, um, not like fair. It, it's, it was worse finding out that that was the situation after it had gone on for a bit. Um, and because we didn't know how to communicate, and I didn't know how to ask all that well, like, what are you like? Are you enjoying this? You know, mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of sort of stumbling through things, I suppose, is how I would describe that phase of our sex life. Mm -hmm. um, and so... Like I didn't know how to find out what was going on. I just knew that this wasn't great. Yeah. Um, and so I couldn't tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell if she was trying to, like, just deal with things on her own and figure out what was going on with her, but also trying to make me happy. But then I didn't know how to communicate around trying to figure out what felt good or was good for her or even how to ask, like, trying things differently or realistically even like communicating about whether other options were because mm -hmm. you know maybe other things that came to mind like oral sex to me I was like well is, is that an option that makes sense was something that she wasn't comfortable with and mm -hmm. so um I felt very kind of stuck yeah. in that moment makes a lot of yeah. sense yeah yeah so that yeah. all that all led up to after having our son I I was like, yeah, no, if I don't have sex in the next year, that is fine with me. Yeah, and that was not fine with Mike. Year. Can you, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there was, there's so much learning uh, oh, yeah. as new parents will tell you um, about how little they're sleeping and how much they didn't know and all the things we complain about. Um, I think that I just had no idea. I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening with her body. I was barely figuring out like how to, what it means to be like a, a, a husband and then a father. Like that's a huge learning curve. And mm -hmm. I think that um, just to, just cause I know that you don't have couples on often. I'd love to advocate the guy perspective for a second. I think the dads kind of get a bad rap for not trying to, to parent. Um, and in culture, at least in like, media and even just like joking around with the boys like there's a lot of joking that like oh mom's just going to sort of take care of everything or like she raises the kids or she handles that or whatever and that's never an approach that i felt comfortable with or no. something that i represented and so i wanted to try hard to be involved and be a good dad and you know i love my dad and we had a great relationship but it's it's it just like there's so much learning you're doing at that stage that i didn't even have the energy to really know how to communicate what i needed when i needed it and looking back on it now, having taken the course and learned how to communicate a little bit more about what's going on, like, man, that would have been so helpful for yeah. the rest of our relationship too. Like, yeah. oh, opportunity missed. But <laughs> yeah, it was, that was dark for me, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. the, the prospect of you being like, I'm not interested in sex at all for any, you know, near future. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it's a it's a rough situation that a lot of people find themselves in because they don't know what the alternative is yeah but you know you know is it better to force yourself when you don't want to or is it better to be honest and make a boundary it's really a almost impossible situation that so many people find themselves in totally and yeah so you did the course you started and yeah uh, mike i know a lot of men don't particularly love at the beginning of it what was your experience of, of it right in the beginning yeah I, again i'll be honest be i'll be honest, honest. please uh, yeah so at first like i kind of got to a point where like kendall was so 
not engaging with sex and so not desiring it. And we were arguing about it consistently. And in one of our arguments, I went just like, you know, the, the subject of libido came up and she said really low libido. And I was like, listen, like, is this normal? Like, can you just like look into something for me and find out? Like, I just want to know, like, what can we do? Like, I'm not trying to, it's super hard as a guy to separate the conversation of like, this is a thing I want you to do uh, from the female brain's interpretation of this is who I think you are as a person. Mm. And those are very different things. And so I want you to work on uh, what does it mean for you to desire sex? And uh, how do you understand your libido? And can we find a place where that's something that we can get on the same page with was my desire and what I was asking for. So I think I was asking you to like do some research, or look into some things or whatever it might be, ask somebody, I don't know. Um, and that's sort of how the idea of the course came up. And maybe, I don't know if you'd been researching it before that point in our conversation or what that looked like for you. I had before a couple times and basically everything came back to like, yeah, you're breastfeeding. So hormones shut things down. And so it's normal. And that was basically the, the research that came up as I'm like, please put everything in safe search. Like, hi. Everything yeah. like eh, yeah. still got me. Google still got me, and uh, thankfully, because your course came up on Facebook, and I was like, mm, yeah, I why know. Is this on it's, it's, also, a, it's a little creepy vibe there. I get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but the, hey, marketing works, and yeah. so and I was like, hearing you speak, and I was like, that's exactly where I'm at. I want to want it more, but I really, really don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think you had introduced the idea of like, hey, there's this course. Yeah. I can take it. And then, you know, like it talks about wanting it more and I'll kind of figure things out. And I was like, sold, pitch, great. And then she was like, "Um, it's a lot of money. And I was like, don't care. Like, whatever, we'll make it work. Like I... You could name exorbitant amounts of money. I shouldn't tell Jana this, so like, <laughs> but like some of the listeners that are guys will agree with me. It's like, dude, it could have been more, and it wouldn't have mattered at this point in time. Like, um, yeah, you feel free to increase your prices if you feel that's such a need. You can probably get away with it. I have since you took the course. Yeah, yeah maybe you don't tell people what you. I'm pay. not listing any actual real world numbers. I'm just saying, <laughs> probably today's prices with inflation, uh, you know. It was a priority for me. And I was like, yeah, great. So in my mind, here it was. I'm like, awesome. I asked Kendall to find a course. She looked something up. She's going to do a course and then things will be fixed. (laughs) Is sort of my understanding of what I thought we were getting into. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got in. What did you get into? (laughs) Oh, there's a husband's part. So I was like, very timidly, I was like, so there's like, videos for husbands so if you'd like watch those that'd be great cool thanks <laughs> which is yeah literally all the kind of heads up <laughs> i got on that um and so you know i kind of opened them up and i'm like oh like there's homework and all sorts of other stuff i have to do I'm like what is this like i thought kendall was fixing our sex life because yeah. she was the problem she was the guy. problem yeah, we have to see um, the air quotes know. here. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, important air quotes. And I was just going to reap the benefits of all of her efforts. What's up with this? <laughs> um, you know, which again, now that I even just look back at that, I'm going like, oh, what an idiot! <laughs> like, obviously, I had to contribute to that conversation in some meaningful way. Yeah. Um, but I, truthfully, I really didn't like it at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, at all. Like, I really was like, man, like this is just like it feels like pretty anti-male in some ways like it's like okay like 
there's a lot of like I'm causing a lot of grief for her. And the fact that I desire my wife means that now I'm pursuing her too much and there's too much pressure and, and I'm creating all this conflict. And I'm like, Oh man, this sucks. Like, I'm like, was it John or what is, what was your husband's name in the video? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, John, like stick up for us, dude. Like, come on. Like, (laughs) like, maybe, you know, like get in there. And I was just, I was feeling pretty, uh, pretty, it felt a little bit one-sided in weight. Um, and that, you know, I think that tone maybe carried through the course of ways for me a little bit, um, which, you know, for better or for worse, it's obviously helped us a lot. So obviously mm-hmm. it's worked out well. Um, but yeah, the tone, especially at the beginning, I was like, first of all, the fact that I even have to participate is ridiculous. I thought, you know, we're doing this. <laughs> Second of all, like, man, like, okay, there's this couple but it seems like she's sort of running anything, everything. And like the dynamic is very different in our relationship, or at least I thought it was, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, you know, uh, shout out to John though. Appreciate your contributions, my man. And thanks for the vulnerability and honesty and uh, putting that out there for the world and uh, appreciate it. So um, Jana can high five you later, I hope, um, and say thanks. He's putting uh, our is... new uh, bed frame together. So Sweet. Yeah, Total dad task. Love it. Way <laughs> to go. Um, yeah. And so, but, as the, the moment the light bulb started to go on for me, if I can get there with the question, was when we started having conversations we'd never had about our sex life mm-hmm. based on the homework. And yeah. that was like, oh, there's stuff here where like she's unpacking things she's never told me before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh boy, like this is obviously very important. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first big, big change that came out of the course was we were talking about our sex life and we were having vulnerable conversations and yeah stuff was coming up for me that I was like oh I didn't realize how badly like how much this is impacting me how much you know coming from you know the purity culture and that whole transition the um the conversation of like yeah your job is to is to please your husband like that's part of your job as a wife that conversation and um you know pieces about like one thing that was mind blowing to me at the time was like boys, boys bits are often out in the open as I now know, raising a son, (laughs) goodness, but like hands there all the time, naked all the time. Like, it's just so normal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like he, he opened the door from his room to ask me a question during that time or uh, yeah no, sorry yeah, our son yeah. and like i go to see him in his room and he's standing at the door just butt naked and it's like oh, what yeah. um but that like n- how normal that is for little boys whereas for girls the conversation is like don't look don't touch like that's private it's always covered um and like you were you're pointing out jenna like to even really see and understand our bodies, we have to use a mirror. Like that is such a different dynamic in the way that boys and girls are raised talking about their sexual organs, like completely different conversation. And that helped me understand how much shame I had around my body and around sex in general and about, and how much shame I carried about, um, wanting to be pleasured and wanting to experience pleasure in sex and mm-hmm. yeah and just unpacking all of that was new for me but a lot of it letting mike in too and being like this this is all stuff that's wrapped up in our sex life that i'm bringing with me lucky oh. you yep that was news to me 
Yeah. Did that feel again like she had hid something from you? I know a lot of men will say I felt I felt a little bit almost betrayed or not for me. Um, the way that it was approached, like I could see from the authenticity and how she was sharing and how like some some of this was deeply ingrained that we'd never talked about and she'd never we'd never created a safe space to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, not that you'd never maybe wanted to bring it up. Um, I, I could tell that this was not her choosing to feel this way because they weren't good feelings. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that helped me a lot for like my light bulbs to start going off um, was going like, okay, like I really do know nothing about, you know, the basics of beyond the basics of biology of the female anatomy. And it's not something that, dudes talk about or at least the people I hung out with did ever and so there wasn't really a place to learn that in appropriate context which mm -hmm. is kind of tricky with a sensitive and vulnerable topic like that because mm -hmm. it is quite private um and so yeah I could tell that it wasn't a betrayal when she started sharing some of these things like like a lot of deep-rooted shame around her body and I just I felt sad I didn't know. And, and maybe other guys are a little bit more aware than I am, I hope. Um, but like there, I just had no idea it was that bad, to be honest. Mm -hmm. For like women in general, I was just like, you know, people are telling you to be ashamed of part of your body. Like yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. And so that was it was more like uh, oh man, like this is really hard, mm -hmm. is what I felt. Yeah, that that's really sweet. That's a, a lot of compassion uh for and a lot of understanding for something that you haven't experienced and that's difficult to do so it's really mm -hmm. hard yeah. uh and what about all the the boundary stuff was how was that when you know if kendall i don't know if you went through that oh uh, yeah yeah we, <laughs> yeah we did yeah i was like wait first of all this is absolute garbage that i have to participate second of all we can't have sex for three weeks i think was the what you'd recommended at the time well, it's now up to four. Oh, i'm so <laughs> glad we took it we did yeah i was just like what is this course like what have i agreed to so you encouraged us to talk to our husbands i just let him find out from his videos <laughs> i was telling I had to find out from you. Yeah, we've since we've since adjusted that a little bit and made sure that women know that the videos are just yeah. supportive. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Great, great feedback, Jen. I think that's yeah, a good Yeah, I know. A little bait and switch. Yeah, I mean, that was rough. Yeah, that was rough. I was just like, okay, great. We're doing Kendall's doing a sex course. Wait, we're doing a sex course. Wait, we're doing a sex course, but not having sex? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't like this. <laughs> But uh, it, 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 because of the homework and because we stuck with it, like I didn't ignore it. Like I'm sure a lot of other dudes probably do, or it would be easy to, it'd be easy to be an idiot and just say like, nope, this is your thing. You figure it out. <laughs> but honestly, that's not the kind of team we want to be. Right. Yeah. And so it was a big step for me to like take accountability for whatever this course had for me and try and make the best of it, even if I wasn't a, a big fan of the tone. And then the quality of the conversations we had out of it, like we mentioned, was really the turning point. And, you know, I could I I was the one that was frustrated, right? Like I was hitting against the wall here going like our sex life is not at all what I want it to be. And, you know, if we have to wait for three weeks to figure something out, sure like i was trying pretty much anything at this point so um 
you know, the boundaries were definitely a real bummer to find out the way I did. But once we got into the quality of conversations we were having during that time period, and we started to unpack some of the bigger stuff, like even uh, me bringing some of my baggage into like the relationship with talking about like struggle with pornography or okay. just like watching how that made Kendall feel. And, and that was just sucks and like the conversations around that but i know it's something that's quite prevalent with men and probably especially more with young men because i was born at a time you know before the internet and didn't have it you know constantly throughout my adolescent years but um yeah it it was just we were having big grown-up conversations around sex like we've never had before Mm -hmm. in a shared framework Mm -hmm. with some helpful homework of step-by-step instructions in relatively bite-sized pieces, giving how important the topics were that helped us every night have something to, to work towards the, the three weeks, honestly, you know, after a few days of kind of getting into the quality of conversations was like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. And if that's what you need, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the Kendall just start to start to discover what you know to have a little bit of space uh i think the for me it wasn't like space from sex that was that was as because like again i was like i don't know things are so screwed up right you now you created like, a know. fair amount of space for yourself already yes um but i think the thing that um was more interesting to me was like the no he couldn't initiate any touch which was really interesting because there had been a lot because he had been you know asking me for sex regularly I did have that space where it was like anytime he touched me it was like oh are you gonna try and turn this into something and then am I gonna have to say no and then you're gonna be upset and then this is just gonna blow up and this is just gonna suck so like I'll just avoid your touch kind of a thing. And yeah, and I'm sure he was in a touch deficit because I was avoiding a lot of his touch. And then to, and then to further be able to have conversations about like, what touch do I like? What do I not like? What is okay? What is not? And what do you have to ask me first? Yeah. So I was like, touch my butt all you want. I don't mind. I like that. That's I will. (laughs) Don't go grabbing my boobs, Brad. I'm like, I don't like that. I Ask first. anymore. <laughs> yeah. And just even setting some boundaries around that was like, oh, okay. I can enjoy touch again. Like, oh, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was feel a bit more safe around. Yeah. 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 Which is something like, I'll be honest, if someone had asked me, like, do you think your spouse, your wife feels safe around you when it comes to physical touch? It would have been like, yeah like i'm not violent i'm not angry i would never harm you and like to imagine that there were moments where i was making her feel unsafe i was it, it hurt to be honest mm. it hurt it hurt in a couple ways that i like didn't clue in or didn't know um but it also just hurt to find out like what do you mean you don't like when i touch you um and and that was hard early on too to find out um yeah just that there were different types of touch that like I, you know, would innocently do not initiating sex just because I like you, who you are. And we have a physical relationship mm-hmm. and 
but you know having the boundary in place for like no touch was hard and i had to really be conscious about it mm-hmm. which was interesting because it also maybe illustrated we'd gotten just into patterns of being mm-hmm. together that while we love each other and care about each other very much some of those patterns weren't healthy or helpful for both of us yeah and i didn't know that yeah, yeah it's hard to separate out intention and impact so my mm-hmm. intention is to be loving and caring and close and to express my love and the impact is that you're feeling like you want to withdraw or you're feeling unsafe or you're feeling like your body's not yours or there's it's very hard to reconcile those two things and I think that's the biggest struggle that a lot of men uh, go through in this process yeah no I think you put that very well Uh, you know intention and and the reaction are very different, but also like as a guy, there's not a lot of growth in learning how to communicate love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe, maybe other dudes have done a lot better than me in that department and kudos to you gentlemen, if you have, but there wasn't a lot of understanding of how to fill her tank with other ways of affection. And because I'm a touch person and I want touches that made sense for me to communicate that as the language that made sense Mm -hmm. and it wasn't helpful but i didn't really really know well how to fill your tank with things like words of affirmation that are even though like i know that sentence in my brain she's told me those are important that's very different from every day being able to do that just as you're doing dishes in the kitchen or like Mm -hmm. when she gets home or when i have just been sitting next to her in the room for a while like just the habit of putting that into place versus the physical touch habits like that was my comfort zone and Mm -hmm. what I knew and I didn't know how to fill her tank other ways and that was hard because then I kind of felt like okay well I guess I just won't be your husband for three weeks and see how that goes like yeah it was it was tough and so learning to recognize that there are other ways that I can communicate my affection Again, it even says it sounds pretty juvenile to say it out loud even, but it's true. Like I just really didn't have a habit of even today using words of affirmation is something that is very important to Kendall that I constantly don't do enough of, in my opinion, uh, compared to how I feel about her on the inside. But I also have this thing that goes on in my brain. I don't know if other guys are like this. We're like, I assume we're cool all the time, 100% of the time. Like, yeah, we're great. Like, I love her. That's not changing ever. So check that box. Whereas apparently women doubt that sometimes. Yeah, connect, <laughs> so. connect, the feeling of connection can ebb and flow for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's, there's moments you're like, I'm in love. This is great. And then moments like, who are you? You're a stranger. How are you thinking that way? <laughs> yeah. So nowadays, uh, three years and a bit on, what are you, what are you learning about? Because that's what this is about. This is a never ending process of learning. We never really arrive yeah, uh, that's the, you know, spicing it up that everyone, you know, everyone talks about. This is the real version of that is that there's mm-hmm. every time you have an intimate experience, it's an opportunity to learn something. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What are some things that you've been learning about recently? I think one of the really interesting comparisons for me was how we went through my second pregnancy and postpartum and how different that experience was. Um, now physically I felt better with my daughter and so sex wasn't painful, but even Mike regularly checking in, Hey, is this still okay? 
is like, do we need to try something different? If this isn't okay, like, let me know. And, and me having the safety to be like, yeah, no, that one's not working. Let's try something different. Um, and, and that was dramatically different the way we went through and that we, I, it was interesting how we, we kept our XDs all, all the way through my pregnancy, um, right from the beginning, right to the, to close to the end. And you were very gracious in saying like, yep, when you're done, like when you just feel too uncomfortable or like this just isn't working for you anymore, let me know. Totally fine. We'll like put a pause on the way we're doing sex and we'll connect in different ways during our, our dates um, mm-hmm. for a little while until you had the baby or recovered. And then, you know, we'll pick it up again. We did, um, you know, kind of once I felt recovered enough, you know, Mike was like, Hey, time to start talking about like, when are we putting these back in? <laughs> and I was like, Nope, you're right. Thank you for reminding me. You know, I think I need a couple more weeks and then, and then we're good. Mm-hmm. And so just how we communicated through that, how gracious you were through that process of giving, reminding me that you were, you were safe and you were safe for me to be like, nope, this isn't working anymore. Or it was safe for me to say, it's time to stop um, mm-hmm. and, and take a pause. And I think also we t- we had to talk about this a, uh, a few times too, because you had a bit of fear going into um, pregnancy and postpartum because you were afraid we were going to go back to patterns of before. Yeah. A lot, if I'm being honest, um, like it was bad the first time around. And I had felt rejection. Like that was the highest level of rejection mm-hmm. I'd felt, um, you know, from her uh, was our first pregnancy and the like, time year the year the year after and like right before the course like that was that was the worst Um, and so yeah I was very hesitant about it but because we had a bit more of a toolbox to communicate around it and a shared language Mm -hmm. which was very helpful Mm -hmm. I was able to meet her where she was at and so even though I think there were still hints of the same insecurities in both of us. Mm-hmm. I still had a fear of rejection. And she still had a fear of letting me down or that I might get angry or I might be disappointed or, or something, or she might not feel good about her body. There was still a lot of that. And there were some weeks where we still had to work through some yeah. of those. Oh, for sure. sure. And, you know, I think that might be part of what's, you know, continues to go as the dynamic and days in the relationship change. Uh, Again, being an idealistic male, maybe I just always expected this is going to be like an upwards into the right trajectory of exploration dates that just get progressively more exciting, like hotter and more exploratory (laughs) or whatever. Um, But, you know, obviously like any normal thing in life, there's seasons where there's ups and downs and, and things are different. And so, because I knew she was trying and because in some ways, like the ball was in her court, like she was, pardon me, she was initiating those expiration dates. And in a lot of ways it was like, this is your responsibility to do that. And it's my job to not pressure you. So I'm over here, not pressuring you. And you just tell me what you're doing or what you're thinking. And we can go from there. Like that definitely worked. Like as simple as that formula is, Mm-hmm. simple to say um it really helped me knowing that like wait we can do this we okay. can get through seasons where we're not physically intimate the same way but it's still good for both of us and we can get to seasons where we're having a lot of fun 
because you'd worked hard to make it work consistently mm-hmm. leading up to the pregnancy, the second one, that's what made it easy to go like, yep, totally hands off because I, you, you built up some trust, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I could trust yeah. that when you said you desired these, these expiration dates that we were going to have them again soon, it wasn't the same season where you were like, great, if we know and have sex all year, I'm totally great with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I knew we were in a different place. Yeah. So moving, moving from that uh, feeling of shame and healing from purity culture, what what have you been learning, Kendall, about pleasure and your body and and discovering uh, what that what's that like for you? I'm still in a pretty big season of gaining confidence in who I am sexually. Like that, that's I think that's going to be a long ongoing battle for me. Is being confident in who I am and being confident in speaking up for what I want and what I need. And um, even just listening to my body and trying to figure out like, where do I even want to start? What do I want to try? What is my body up for today? Like all those pieces. um, I'm, I'm, that's where some of my biggest growing is right now is just knowing me, being confident in me, being confident in asking Mike for what I want and what I need and being being confident enough and knowing that it is good and positive and healthy for both of us for me to ask what I, for what I want. Um, that That's a big learning piece for me. And I think, yeah, that's a long, long-term growth learning curve for me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What are there anything that you have tried that make that process a little bit easier for you? Um, more so really recently, um, cause I am still coming to terms with a very different postpartum body than I had after my son. I bounced back really quickly after my son. Um, I, the demands on my body, the second pregnancy were much more significant and I was pumping for 14 months for my daughter cause she couldn't breastfeed. And, um, there was, there was a lot of really hard on my body. And so my body has not bounced back. Like I wanted it to. Um, and so coming to terms with my new body has been tricky. And so lately I've just been going through all of my lingerie and it's been a process of like, what makes me feel good today? It's not about what he wants. He will like anything I wear or don't wear. It's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and so like reframing even like, what's lingerie for? I don't care what he wants or what he likes tonight. It's what <laughs> I feel good in, what makes me feel good, what, what makes me feel like um, I'm going to enjoy. And, and yeah. And so like re getting to know my body again in this new season, now that, you know, I'm done breastfeeding and my body settled a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and just with like, I, some nights it's like 45 minutes of me just trying on different lingerie. Mike comes downstairs and plays video games and I try on all different things until I'm like, okay, I think I feel good in this one. All right. (laughs) It's like super stressful. I'm just, just, how much lingerie do you have? (laughs) I'm not a lingerie person. So I just, you know, go in in a tank top or naked or whatever random t-shirt I can find on the floor. Great. How do you how yeah. do you have so much? That's I'm fascinated with this lingerie thing. <laughs> Early on, okay. yeah, go. D- d- no, I'm just trying to like yeah. take a stab at how much I have. Probably have like 35, 40 pieces. 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's is a it lot. something you is it you enjoy wearing? You feel beautiful. I feel good about my body when I'm in like certain pieces of lingerie. I think it's when I feel most sexy. I think it's when I feel like I feel desirable. Um, because I I think like my naked body, I'm still not 100% comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so lingerie is like, oh yeah, I look really good in this. My boobs look fantastic in this. I feel good. They do. That's so interesting. So you looking good translates into feeling good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it translates into confidence and feeling more comfortable. Yeah. So what, what's your favorite one these days? Um, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> You tell. I have a few different pieces that have crotchless underwear, and that's my go-to recently. Crotchless underwear. Lace? <laughs> I don't know. Do you like lace? I find lace so irritating. It's not on for all that long, so oh, yeah. So you you put it on. Yeah. And so it's just sort of in the beginning of your yeah. sexual. Yeah, experience. it's just in the beginning, and I like. I like hearing me uh, hearing Mike talk about how what he thinks of me in the lingerie and like words of affirmation, hearing what he's thinking and how it makes him excited and how he loves to look at my body and that kind of stuff like that. That makes me feel confident and loved and he will admire and and look and then it comes off and then it's great. Yeah. Fascinating. That is so I I love it. I love the variety. And it's so cool how it's not about a formula. Like this is the accepted thing. It's Mm -hmm. I have explored different ways. And this is Mm -hmm. what I genuinely like. And it's just because I I just know a lot of women are listening to this going, no way would I ever do that. Totally. Well, and it's interesting, because really, honestly, that's probably been the last like, two months that I've really been like oh yeah this is this is good for me in this season yeah. interesting yeah, our, our expression dates look relatively similar I tend to find a pattern that I like yeah and stick it it tends to stick to that for a while and I'm trying to figure out part of it is because each in, in each season I'm like figuring out something new and I'm working through something new myself yeah. and so like right now is that season of like feeling good about my body and getting to know this new body and like being like, no, I even postpartum, I can be sexy and I can feel good about me. And he still really likes the way I look. And that mm-hmm. makes me excited and it makes me feel close to him and want to be intimate. And so um, part of the like pattern for me is I, I'm discovering looking back and in the season that I'm in is me working through something specific. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. So using your sexual experience as a place of healing and growth. That's super. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to share before we say goodbye? Anything else you want to share right now? Hmm. I think just what an overall encouragement it's been to grow in this area together Mm -hmm. and to be able to have a way to communicate. Um, like, I think there's circumstances where, you know, we always expect our journey is going to be like an ideal journey. And the reality is that we have different seasons. And like Kendall was just talking about the season of like being comfortable with herself after having a second child is a season that we're going through together where 
like we have different expectations with what expiration dates would have looked like. And if you'd asked me, like, if you imagine expiration dates three years after this course, what do you think they're going to be like? I'd be like, oh boy, I cannot possibly comprehend what that might be. Yeah, when in reality, they're relatively similar in a lot of ways to, to early on, but that's yeah. that's good. And so I think it's encouraging to know there's still a lot of room to grow and yeah. to learn. Um, and there's a lot that we can do together, but it's great to have like a, a much safer boundary around yes. that part of our relationship is what I would say in kind of closing. Like, it's so comforting to know, like, nope, we are prioritizing expiration dates and that's what yep. we do now. And they might look different, but we're still going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's really great. And it's, yeah, we've, we've created a safe environment where I know that like, if we're cuddling up at night um, and, and Mike, starts to initiate a little bit. I know that I, I can say no, and he's prepared for me to say no. That's not going to be a situation where like, you're going to be really rejected and really upset. Um, But I also know that I can pause and I can listen to my body and I don't have to like try and I I don't feel like I'm in a, in a place where I have to protect myself Mm -hmm. and I can just relax into it and go like, yeah, is this something that I want to do right now? Yeah, it is. Okay. This is fun. Like that's just the season we're getting into now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome because it's safe and it's comfortable. And I know that I can trust Mike. I know that I can trust him. Um, For me in the middle of our experience to say, you know what, this really isn't working. Let's try something different. Mm-hmm. I know that it's safe for me to say, you know what, this extra time, not working for me. I know that I can say, I need, I need a shower. And then I'm probably going to take a good chunk of time figuring out what I'm going to wear, go play some video games. And, and he, he's been so gracious in letting me walk through kind of this new season as I need to, but that regardless of how it starts, we come together in unity and as one, and it is um, connecting and it is safe and it is beautiful. It's great. Well put. Awesome. Well, thanks both of you for for having the courage. Of course. Talk about crotchless underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Things I never thought I'd share online. The the things you regret (laughs) after a podcast interview. Yeah, it's all good. Unlikely. Yeah, I really appreciate both of you coming on and just sharing honestly about what your journey has been because where do you get, like I said in the beginning, where do you get to hear this, you know, in from a real couple, not just yeah. on a big screen. So this totally. is really awesome. Yeah, and thanks to you, Janet, too, for a chance to work through some of these things together and for the difference it's made in Kendall and my relationship. It's mm-hmm. been significant. And so I appreciate what you're doing. Please yeah. keep doing that. And I hope yeah. that other people get to find and uh, benefit from your course as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>